Welcome to Heinously Uninformed. Where we recap the latest episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm Caroline, and I stopped watching after the Red Wedding, and I have no idea what's going on. And I'm Albert, and I've watched every single episode. Heinously Uninformed, The Last of the Starks. That's what this episode is called. And boy, is it ever The Last of the Starks. More like The Last of the Barfs. More like The Last of the Fucks that I have for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Caroline, you and I have finally reached a, a, a peace. We've are, met in the middle. Yeah, are we on common ground at this point? Not of the uninformed variety of the like... Disdain yeah, of the show. Yeah. Yes, we've both have arrived. Got it. Amazing. Good to see you. Nice to see you. I'm, yeah. It's so nice to connect on with you in a level that is disparaging of a show. Yeah. That it's... we both somewhat loved. Well, I, I really did not ever at any point. Really? You never loved the show? No, because even when I first started watching it, it was like, it. I was watching it with the goal of watching it with other people. I wasn't watching it because I liked watching it. I was watching it because I wanted to be a part of something. And then I realized, I was like, these aren't my people. This isn't my community. And yet here I am what is how why did i do this i don't know well um finally uh we're at the same point of just sort of not caring about the show which is really sad yeah but not surprising there there have been clues in the previous season we'll get into that but i didn't one, get any of the clues because i didn't watch very many of the previous i was seasons. i was meaning like not clues like narrative clues more like premonitions that the show was going to be bad i see yeah yeah, I like was a little frustrated with this episode in the beginning because it was so, so slow and nothing was happening. And I was taking notes because I was like, these two people saying dumb stuff to each other might be a clue and then it just wouldn't be. So I got really frustrated watching this episode yeah. because I was like, is someone going to get fucking hit in the face at some point? And then that does happen. Someone gets hit in the face? Yeah. Tyrion gets hit in the face. Yeah. Or Almost. Well, I know he gets fucking punched hard. Oh, you're right. We'll get yeah. into that. We'll get into we that. will get into that. But I'm, um, I'm I'm in your wavelength. I was, I think the slowness isn't that much of an issue if there are clearly deli- uh, defined stakes and I don't know a narrative that is moving in a way that you can follow. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it feels meaningless. There's, it doesn't feel like there's any point to anything. Right. I feel like there are no stakes to a lot of these interactions because i'm like everyone's gonna die i know probably and i don't care because i'm not connected to any of the characters yeah and like the last episode uh the the presence of the night king created uh a narrative scenario that was never present in game of thrones it's basically the end of the world it pushed these characters to the brink of survival right and that creates some pretty interesting character and narrative things that are not possible without a apocalyptic being like the night king sure with that absent and with where the direction of the show it's just becoming this pretty mindless kind game of, of thrones it's kind of just a mindless game of thrones but even <laughs> with the original bulk of game of thrones there was some sort of uh, thematic run run through behind the entire season. Now it just feels like it's running its course into a dead end. Right. Like, I guess, I mean, after tonight, now there's only two episodes left. And I'm kind of like, there's a lot that needs to happen. But at the same time, there's really not very much. I agree. I, I It's silly. Um, I think before this season started, at the end of last season... I had this general vibe that the show was going to be a disappointing ending to Game of Thrones. But then I bought into the hype of trailers and the final season. And the hype was just building and building mm-hmm. that I had convinced myself it was going to be a pretty interesting conclusion. Uh, after this tonight's episode, I've completely abandoned that notion. Um, so why don't we uh, start breaking down the episode? Sure. Um, so we open 
with everybody mourning the loss of the fallen for like two minutes and then they're promptly celebrating I guess that they survived uh and they're drinking and they're flirting and yeah my first observation of before going to the party sequence was that didn't seem like there were that many bodies if you remember the battle sequences of the previous episode there were literally like hills mounds of of bodies. bodies yeah and there's like organized boxes of maybe a hundred bodies, yeah, maybe, it, probably it didn't less look than that. Like, I know. So I was trying to figure out, I don't know, maybe it looked like there were more bodies at the last episode because they were splayed out everywhere. And then it's always like your room is really messy until you organize it into piles. No, but your room is still messy. Yeah. There's still so much stuff that you don't need in your room. Yes. So There's I'm pretty so sure. so many dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed insane that we get this like sh- like sh- abbreviated morning sequence maybe did they like maybe they dug through the bodies and they're like oh pete put him in the good pile i don't know who that <laughs> is fuck that guy I, you know that's a pretty good idea i think that's something they may have done because right? like because like why would they do like a an actual respectful burning of somebody who they're like i don't know who that fucking guy is with the scar on his nose but what do they do with all the other bodies or like the skeletons that were like just barely bodies? I think there's like a hole behind everything and they're like, just put them in the hole. You think there's just a massive hole with all the unidentified? Isn't, isn't that just what <laughs> happens in any normal war? They're like, these are our people that we like. We're going to, re- you know, dispose of the body respectfully. Everyone else, put them in the hole. It doesn't matter. So that's why I feel like maybe it was like smaller scale. They're like, these are the immediate people that we like need to respect and honor. And everyone else, toss them in the pit and back. Yeah. I mean, considering the characters that they did respect and honor, I feel like we had similar emotional responses, which was kind of flat. Like, you have an excuse because you haven't watched most of the development. I have. But I feel like we both felt a little bit like whatever when we saw close-ups of Jorah, Ed, Liana, and that Dothraki that right. doesn't have a name. Right. So there were like three or four people that mattered. And then I was kind of like, this would have been more meaningful if there was someone more meaningful. Yeah. I, I, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. I was an empty husk of a human. Yeah. And we're partying now. Yeah. We're now we party. Drinking. We're drinking. We're flirting. We're I know. chatting. Of, everyone's so horny. I know. And I'm kind of surprised. I was like, did your uncle not just die? Did your daughter like what's going on yeah i mean everyone copes in different ways but a majority of the everybody people is cope coping in the sex. same way in this show yeah which is just drink and fuck mm-hmm. which i feel like is really unhealthy but i guess if you feel like i'm alive today and i may not be tomorrow then like cope however you want to cope i guess yeah i feel like this is something that would have happened before the battle and then afterwards they're just like regretting all their decisions right I feel like this should be the next day where they're walking back to their dorm rooms being, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe it. Yep. Well, whatever. There were so many interactions in this time in the show where I was like, I was like taking notes because I was like, this might be important. Gendry's asking for Arya. Uh, Apparently, the Hound knows that they fucked. Okay. Uh, But that kind of, I feel like, doesn't matter. There was like a lot of like little moments where I was like, it felt like filler. And I got frustrated because I was like, this doesn't matter. Like, just show me the stuff that matters. This doesn't matter. They basically did a little podcast recap for little story beats that were left sort of hanging in the air. Like Davos tells Tyrion about Melisandre and how he said I was going to kill her and then she killed herself. Uh, the Hound is talking to, uh, like you said, Gendry. And they're like, you had sex. We know. And like, it just is like, they're all recapping things that the audience already knows. Right. The only thing that I feel like is of note is when Danny makes Gendry the, was he a lord? The lord of storm something. Storm, storms, storm's end. Storm's end. Is that what you wrote? Because I thought, wasn't there someone with the last name Storm, Stormborn? Stormborn? Is that? Thor? Oh, fuck. I, I hope we re- name drop Thor in every single handsly uninformed episode. I keep doing episode. this and it's so embarrassing. Hey, I, I didn't write it down either. I'm thinking, I did. I wrote, you did. I wrote Gendry Baratheon of Storm's End. And I hope that that's right. And I hope that's right too. If it's not, 
guess what? Because I th- yeah don't care. I think the table or the the tables are turning. I feel like I'm becoming the heinously uninformed just because I'm becoming more and more apathetic about the show. And I'm just like, I need to know. I need to be able to recap. So oh I gotta my. take these notes and then I write them down. And then I, I can't read my handwriting. I'm misspelling everything. Not that it matters, but then I can't read it. It's half wrong, and then I don't know anybody's name, so I just describe them, and then it's usually the wrong character that's being identified. It's great. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I guess this is a double dosage of heinously uninformed for you. Yes. So I want to say that Gendry is now uh, Gendry Baratheon of Storm's End. Yes, and I have a question for you because I think there's a little subtle thing going on here with Dan- Daenerys. That I'm not entirely sure if is intentional or not. Uh, I think Danny is playing the game because um, I think part of there's a self interest in sort of providing him. Yeah, because she title. even says like something about being having wit or yeah. or something, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, but like it, it's confirmed that uh, you know now you have a loyal person in the north. So that's part of what I th- like. I think Danny is playing the game throughout this episode. I also feel like she just sentenced Gendry to death. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, he's now Lord of Storm's End. Does that mean he's like leading that part of the land? Like he now yeah, is he's the Lord of it. Okay. So um, does anybody there have actual loyalty to him? Probably not. But. Uh, but now, now he has a reason to be killed. Um, she could kill him. Anybody <laughs> could kill him. He could die. And I think that that is going to happen. I feel like that's a clear and present danger for every character on the show. Oh, for sure. But I feel like when you've been named something with authority, because before he was just like... You got a target on your back now. Yeah, now he has a target on his back. And he also is like, I don't know how to do this. And it's like, well, no fucking duh. So she put him in a position where he can really probably only fail and then be killed yeah so uh, good job so let's say daenerys promoting gendry is like step one of playing the game um i'm curious what you thought when danny and john had their small side in their bedroom because like daenerys says something along the lines like i've never begged anyone for anything and then she starts like quivering and crying and is trying to make an emotional appeal to john and then daenerys and John disagree. Like John's like, I have to. I have to tell my sisters. Yeah, about I his owe true them lineage. The truth. Yeah. And then Daenerys says, "I already told you what you need to do." And I'm like, "Huh?" She completely switched gears emotionally. Right. So I wasn't sure if she was like playing the game again, like pretending to be emotional. Just I think. To I think yeah, John. she was just trying different tactics to try to sway him to not spill the details, but obviously. I think the thing about John is, well, what I know, which is nothing. Um, well, that's so funny because everyone tells John, you know nothing, John Snow. Oh, well, I actually know nothing, John Snow, and I know nothing about you. Yeah. I think that he has a loyalty to his family to a T, to a point where it, it is going to obviously endanger a lot of people. Um, but I think he he is so drawn to that loyalty to keeping that loyalty that it, it doesn't matter what the stakes are he's like i have to which i kind of feel like could be dumb but at the same time i don't know i yeah. don't know anything about this show. so you you see you think daenerys is sort of so I, we can agree that daenerys was playing john oh, she's absolutely manipulating him because the only way that she can be the queen is if he keeps his mouth shut yeah because if, if if the truth is then revealed, then people are going to be like, I mean, that that's what uh, Varys and, and Tyrion outline later when it is revealed to them what the truth is. Yeah. Um, but you don't think Daenerys uh, genuinely got emotional when talking to Jon? Mm, I think I think she got scared. But got I think it. I think that she embellished it to try to sway him. I, I don't guess think I'm, that she. Yeah. Is an emotional character like that. I don't think that she would be that sort of voluntarily vulnerable. Well, I feel like her character has been pretty inconsistent. I think the show is trying to tell us that their love is pretty impenetrable, that it's pretty significant. Sure. And for her to sort of play the game like that with Jon Snow, who's been positioned as her true love, is something that is like a very inconsistent character choice for Daenerys. I just found it really strange because Daenerys never played the game 
I guess as someone that has been present for 5% of their relationship, I don't agree. <laughs> hey, as I've been there. So you've been there for 5%? I'm going to say 5%. I don't know when they got it's together. It's actually about 50%. Oh, fuck. See? There. You've seen a majority of the relationship. Holds water, my, my yeah. argument. Yeah. Okay. So have faith in your, your observations because it's not there. It's not cemented in that much backstory. Okay. Um, I think the, I think the, the, this episode's theme is choice. You hear like several characters sort of tell other characters in the show, like it is your choice. You have to, I hope you, I pray that you make the right choice. Right. So I think there's choice plaguing a lot of characters in this episode. And I think, uh, uh, during this party scene, Arya is pretty absent until Gendry finds her shooting arrows, Mm -hmm. which is her way of like blowing off steam. Sure. Strange. Weird. And Gendry okay. proposes to her. Yes. And this is one of the first instances a character has to make a big choice. But she does it very easily. Yeah. Which is in line with her character, which makes sense. Right. I guess she's very instinctual and she always, well, in my experience with Arya Stark, which is none, uh, she always <laughs> kind of just knows what she needs to do. And she kind of just does it without question to preserve herself. Yeah. She, I think she has a very clear set of values and a viewpoint that's pretty unshakable. And when Gendry gets on her, his knees to propose to her, and she says no. She says no to Gendry. Uh, she says, I'm no lady, which has been uh, her sort of catchphrase since season one. Right. She's always rejected notions of, uh, I guess, the role of ladies in terms of cre- queens and royalty, uh, always wanting to be a warrior and fighter. And she rejects Gendry, and she has her own plan, which is never spoken of in this episode verbally. Right. I think also, I think this is a pretty good act of self-preservation because, again, I think Gendry now has a target on him. And I feel like Arya doesn't want to have that responsibility either. I think, I think, I think your theory that these characters have targets on their back of their head might just be... I don't think we're ever going to see Gendry I'm again. mega paranoid. I'm pretty sure. So th- there's a lot of farewells in this episode. Characters mm-hmm. start moving on, doing things. And I think this is the last we see of Gendry. I think this is the last we see of Tormund, Samwell, Gilly. I think a lot of characters you just don't see again. Is forever. Tormund the redhead? <clears throat> Tormund is the wildling, yes. See, I asked you, I was like, is he a wildling? Because I, I did not know that he was a wildling. But you've watched that far. I know, and then I forgot, <laughs> and then and then he was like wearing, I mean, probably his normal outfit. It's his normal outfit. And then I was like, oh, that looks like something a wildling would wear. And then I asked you, oh, is he a wildling? And you were like, I do. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Uninformed. Yeah. So meanwhile, at the party, we're having fun drinking games. Nothing like celebrating all your friends and family dying over some. What's that drinking game where you like, it's like... Uh, so like two truths and a lie, but it's kind of just like, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. This yeah. is the truth. What's the one where you like hold your fingers up? You're like, never have I ever type thing? Oh, it's just never have I ever. Is that the name of the game? Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing like never have I ever with drinking. Yes. Um, And then Tyrion asks Brienne if she's a virgin. And that just like ruins the game. Yep. Because honestly, none of your business. It's none of your business, actually. It's none of your business. And then she's like super embarrassed. So she's like, I need to pee. And then she runs into, I guess his name is Tormund. He's a wildling. I don't know if you guys know this, but Tormund is a wildling. And then he gets sad when she leaves. And then another girl just throws herself at him. And she's like, what are you up to? And then they leave together. Yeah, these random female characters. Who I've never seen before. None of us have seen them. Okay, so and I'm not just uninformed. They're just not there. They're, they're, they're not characters. They're, they're just there to have sex with the male characters that we do know we have names for. Right. And yeah, these, these people never get names. Uh, one of them offers herself to the hound and then he like growls at her. He, yeah, he he hounds her (laughs) which i honestly feel is very warranted um and then she leaves with someone else i don't know in the background oh podrick is right yeah i've been i've been i called this out since episode two podrick is the man 
And you can see him walking away with two women. Just a couple ladies. And that's, yes, when the hound is connecting with Sansa. I don't remember what they were talking about. I don't know if it matters. They're just catching up on life. It's just gross. Hound's being mean to Sansa. Sansa's being mean to Hound. But meanwhile, uh, Jamie catches up with Brienne in her room. Yeah, but Tyrion does the ultimate cock block. And Tormund is trying to follow them but oh Tyrion just like yeah. pours all this alcohol in his his mammoth tusk right and a, then and then the girl comes up to torment and is yeah. like what's up dude yeah so Tyrion being a real brother to jamie in this instance because jamie is going to find brienne in her room i've never slept with a man before i've never slept with anyone before then you have to drink those are the rules. Comments on how warm she keeps it. And she's like, well, when I came to Winterfell or just to the north, I don't know what she says, that she was taught to just always keep the fire going. Um, and then he's trying to take his clothes off, but he's struggling because he only has one hand. So then she starts to help him loosen his top. And then he just starts loosening hers. But she didn't ask for that. Rude. Yeah. Uh, and then um, and then they make out really, really hard. After he says, I've never been with a knight before. And then she's like, I've never been with anyone. And, and they have sex. And then I guess, well, we don't see that part. We only see them make out. So we can infer. There's fire imagery. We know what that means. I don't. I've never watched the show before. <laughs> it was just a general <laughs> comment. Oh. <laughs> Fireplaces are usually synonymous Oops. with getting down and dirty. Oh, uh, okay. Oops. What do you mean? <laughs> You think that's a show-specific thing? Fire Probably. is a metaphor for yeah, sex. Yeah, like you drift. Fire is a metaphor for sex in so many pieces of media. <laughs> that's why you have fireplaces. What? I mean, yeah, sure, it's to keep warm, but yeah, it's really to seduce and have sex. Okay. And that's what Jamie that's what and Brienne do. do, which is <laughs> a nice moment. But again, it's just hard to feel anything after last week's episode. So. Still feeling a bit apathetic. Maybe that's on me. I don't know. Do you care about what's going on? I felt like they they weren't adding up to anything worthwhile. Like it was just it was just busy. Fill the screen time. This episode needs to be an hour and a half, guys. So let's like fill some fucking pages and let's get some interactions that are just going to make some of the fan people like the hardcore fans are going to be super stoked by this interaction. But the people that are here for the guts and the blood and the glory. Is that you? That's me. Really? I'm very sensitive, but I don't you, know. You, you you like that? Yeah, and I wasn't here for all this like little nonsense bullshit. Give me the guts. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I'm sure that's gonna count. Um, so we're back in the battle room, the strategy room, and this part I can't deal with. So much happens here. That yeah, just upsets I just, me. I, they're like, half of the people died. And I was like, half just of everyone? Half? 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 But, well, I guess I'm confused because... They all died. All of them. There were like five characters alive at the last episode. See, I don't know what's going on because I feel like half, I was like, that's a lot. But considering the number of people they burned, then I was like, that's not a lot. No, there but were then I was so like, many. I was like half of like this specific sector of the group, like half of the people from the north. And then and then there's like a good amount of people from other bits of wherever this is taking place. I don't know. What? So it was, they start like Grey Worm gives his report. It's like half the Unsullied are done. And I'm like, that's insane. They all died. We saw them all die. Grey Worm should be the only one alive. Then John says, half the North is gone too. That's crazy too, because they all died. They all died. I don't know how you make an episode of television where every you see literally every single character die. Right. And then they're like, well, typical, backpedal. They only make it worth, or they make it exactly what they need it to be. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. It really pulled me out of the show. Like, to see that only half these characters have died. I think they just want people for this battle that's coming. Which is totally unrealistic. It just... It blows my mind how bad of a decision this was. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm getting so angry right now. Oh, no. I'm so frustrated. I wrote that note. It took up half the page. I was appalled that only half were dead. I guess, but I'm kind of just like, well, they need to have at least half because they need to have some support to go after Cersei. 
know. I guess, I mean, like, sure. If it was more than half that died, if it was more than half, then they're like, what's the point? We need to just, you know, give up. I mean, that's part of the the the, the cleverness of Game of Thrones. It's a repudiation of most fantasy tropes. And to have and set up stakes that mean nothing the following episode just disconnects me as a viewer. And I just feel so completely abandoned by the show. I'm just like, what am I watching? I watched the previous episode where all these characters died. But not very many died. What are you talking about? They all died. The zombies literally, they made a tidal wave of zombies and stormed all these. But I I don't know. I guess because I feel like not very many key people died. I know like a lot of soldiers died, but I feel like it was still, I don't know. When they said half died, I was kind of like, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you think more? No, I thought less? I was like less than half people died. Are you serious, yeah. Caroline? Yeah. What are you talking about? I think we're on different sides. I watched of the episode fence. a second time to see what because I was really unsure if I hated it or not. I didn't like it because I felt it was really uneventful. I feel like the Night King should have disappeared and then come back while they're wounded and then attacked again. But okay. that didn't happen, obviously. In watching it a second time, though, you definitely see the decimation of all these armies. The only fighting warriors are the characters that we know and recognize with maybe a handful of extras in the corner. I don't know. To I me, can't believe it, that doesn't bother you. I just, it looked like when they said half, I was like, uh, nope. I was literally <laughs> shouting half are dead. Really? Half. We were shouting for different half? reasons. I thought you were on my side. No. I'm so angry at you no, right now. I'm like, there's more than half. Of you. Like, calm down. You guys are overreacting a little bit. There's more than half. Really? Oh Absolutely. my god, we're on completely Absolutely. different pages. Yeah. I'm so mad at you. I guess I'm on like the Daenerys end of it too. Where What does that mean? Well, because Sansa's like, we have to rest. And Daenerys is like, I was promised people. And I actually agree that like Sansa's correct. Like they need to rest. But I'm on Daenerys' side in that there's enough people to fucking make this happen. So just gather up and let's fucking <laughs> rally. And let's kick their butt. And then they don't do that. Um, but with like two sh- small little pieces of dialogue, we learn that Yara has retaken the Iron Throne, or not the Iron Throne. The wow, Iron that Isles. would be a fucking turn. <laughs> the Iron Isles, her hometown, I guess. Uh huh. And then the Prince of Dorne has pledged his Wait, allegiance. So Yara, we saw her in the first episode. Yes. Wait. So is she on Cersei? Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna just call her Cersei because that's her fucking name. Her name is Cersei Lannister. So Cersei is she on Cersei's side? No. Okay. She was imprisoned by her. Right. No, that's what I thought. But then I thought maybe Yara was like, "Well, if I go against her, we're gonna die. So I will just." No. When when Theon saved her, she told her she told him that he was gonna reta- she was gonna retake her home. And help Daenerys. Okay. Yeah. So she kept her word. Yeah. And do you cool. know what Dorne is? Nope. You completely missed the season where that was. Yeah, I don't know. A where complete. It is. A, a whole. Is it a place? Yeah, okay. it's a whole different continent. It's like sort of the vaguely Arabian vibe to it. Not the Dothraki. No. Where Where do they live? In Dorne. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's all made up. It's all. Fits. I. None of it is real, so I don't know where on a map I can point it to you because a map it would doesn't be make sense for me. Yeah, <laughs> I also like, what, feel like what, it, what, what would you do with that information nothing. that you know where Dorne is? It, it wouldn't. It would be like why we, did you ask? That? Well, well, because when you say it like vaguely Arabian, I'm like, well, the Dothraki had like some some vibes. Yeah, uh, but then I don't I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know where Dorne is. I think maybe that's why I'm making fun of you. Because you actually don't also don't know either. I think it's across an ocean. Well, anyway, there's okay. this whole like Dorn subplot in over two seasons that two seasons. I mean, sort of like in one season, Dorn characters came and entered King's Landing, and then the following season, characters went to Dorn. I won't go into details, but it was pretty much reviled by most viewers. Cool, then I don't need to know. It was just bad. Okay. It was bad. Well, in any case, uh, I guess certain people are keeping their allerg- allergens. <laughs> Somebody help me. 
Uh, certain people and places are keeping their allegiance to Cersei, and I'm going to keep calling her that. Um, and other other people, and they keep trying to convince Danny, like, no, if enough people join our side, then then all she has is the throne. And Danny's like, well, that's not enough because that throne is mine. And she's kind of insane. This whole scene. Who, Danny? Yeah. She she's really. She's kind of scary. Yeah. In a way that reeks of desperation so that I'm actually not scared of her. Yeah. I mean, why would you be scared of her? She's a good guy, isn't she? But she has this um, edge, I guess, where she's not edgy. Um, <laughs> wow. She Don't let her hear that. No. She'll burn you alive. I know. Will she? Probably not. Um, but I, I think that like she's just fucking unhinged. Uh, and the fact that she now knows that John is technically the rightful heir, she's just doing anything that she can, even just being so desperate. Like before she was like working really hard because she truly like believed and thought that she was rightful. Uh, and then she finds out that she's not, but she's going to try to preserve it because nobody else knows. And now she's just being like super, yeah, unhinged is just the word that I would use. I completely agree. But there's also nothing redeeming about her right now there's nothing other than sort of some of her losses throughout this episode which we'll get into there's nothing to really root for she just clearly doesn't seem like a well-tempered leader right now no and and they get into that later in the episode yeah um but before we get there uh jamie decides to stay in winterfell with brienne which is interesting i don't have a note about that what in the battle room um it's revealed that jamie will stay behind and not be part of the advancing forces that will be crossing into king's landing that's why you see jamie in bed with brienne later in the episode oh because he wasn't sent away to mm-hmm. do other things elsewhere no he decided to stay in winterfell okay it was his decision and then we cut to the forest what's it king's garden is that what it's called? I think it's called Godswood. Godswood. We say this incorrectly every single episode. Every time we don't check because guess what? Don't care. Yeah, I was about to say that and we're on the same page. Yes. Um, But uh, John is there. All the Starks. The Starks. The last of the Starks even. The last of the Starks. Which is this episode title. Yes. So it's John, Sansa, Arya, and Bran. And they are gathered there to sort of... I guess they're just... Well, Arya and Sansa... I mean, all the Starks that are not John are pretty upset about how he kind of backstabbed the family. his siblings yeah. yeah, and the family to support Daenerys at all costs, even though Sansa has pretty legitimate concerns about the warriors needing rest. Right. But Arya, then Arya yeah. was like, I, I respect your decision because there is no way that we would have survived without her. Yeah. But then she's like, but I also don't trust that bitch. Which I agree. I don't trust her either. She's going mad. No, she's like the mad king. Like she's the mad queen. It just yeah. runs in the fam. Yeah. Wait, but then John will also be in danger if it runs in the fam. Yeah. So right? this, is, this is the moment where John reveals his true lineage to his siblings. But even he doesn't reveal it. He makes them swear. And then he's like, Bran, you have to tell them. I know. Because <laughs> he like- he's just not. He's like, your mom will handle this. Bye-bye. Exactly. It's like, you, you're really good at telling the story, so you should just tell yeah, it again. Yeah, you should. You're so good at this. I, just, I, I'm going to ruin it. No, Nothing ever happened. Well, they turn. He's like, Bran, you tell them. And then they slowly turn and look at him, kind of like, how the fuck does this guy know? And then they're like, oh, wait, he's the three-eyed crow, Raven. Um, <laughs> and then it cuts. Yeah. And I know that he tells them. They just had to cut it out for time. I'm sure it was there. I'm sure it's right. There. They had to cut it for time because we really needed dumb interactions with drunk bitches chasing horny old men. I didn't need that. I want to have I want to see the reaction of Arya and Sansa finding out that to me is way better than everything that we had in that fucking celebration scene, which I hated. Well, I mean, a lot of that celebration scene is in reference to things that you don't know about. So I, I, I get why you don't like it. Yep. You just don't get it. It just doesn't mean anything to me. Like and a lot of the show. Yeah, the whole the show. Shocker. Uh, what follows is my most disliked scene in Game of Thrones. It's definitely in the top five. Right. You were like, I'm mad. And I'm like, he's just I a dumb dude with a fucking crossbow. I hate this so much. I mean, 
the set like there's two moments in this episode that i really hate this is one of them I will belt you see i don't believe you do that you couldn't do it on your best day you one-handed fuck and your best days are long gone Oh, you broke my nose. I did not break your nose. How do you know? Because I've been breaking noses since I was your size, and I know what it sounds like. Now listen. Uh, Jamie and Tyrion are sort of just like having bro talk. It's nice seeing these characters interact as brothers. It's been a while since we've seen them sort of just have a good time with each other. But Bronn, who, if you remember from the first episode, has been sent on a blood kill to kill Cersei's uh, brothers. Wait, first episode of season eight? Yeah. I don't remember this. You don't remember? Braun is having a threesome. I mean, a foursome. You remember? Oh, yeah. And oh. Kyburn's like, take this crossbow. I'm going to give you a lot of money. Make you yeah. the, the, the the lord of the, 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 the twin castles. I forgot what they're called. I don't know. The twins? I think it's called the twins. And then, okay. So, Ky- uh, oh, I'm so mad. Please explain because I literally don't know why you're mad. I just thought I was like a very um, swayable character because they're like, oh, well, I've made you a promise earlier. Sure. In the second season when we meet him, he's basically a swindler, a bounty hunter, a a sword for hire. But in the span of Game of Thrones, we've seen Bronn go on these buddy cop missions with both Jaime and Tyrion separately, independently. And seeing how much they sort of develop as friends. So he's just a total backstabber. Is that why you're mad? Because he's a total fucking backstabber? It's not in line with the character. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. At the end of last season, I mean, this is just one aspect of how closely developed these characters are. When that sort of seed was planted in the first episode where uh, Bronn was presented with the option of killing his friends, Jamie and Tyrion... I was like, that's never going to happen. That's crazy. Part of the reason I'm so in disbelief of it actually happening is because Braun has saved their lives and vice versa. His Braun's life has been saved by these characters, maybe in not so direct ways, but they've also sort of developed a kinship, a friendship that has been a really nice emotional core for these relationships between Jamie, Tyrion, and Braun. And for him to enter this scene gung-ho and completely forgetting or just completely abandoning all that stuff seemed insane to me. The last season... I'm trying to remember if, like, what the interaction was between him and and the old man, whose name I don't remember. Kyburn. Kyburn. I'm going to just keep calling him old man. Sure. Um, He doesn't seem that old. What? (laughs) What do you mean? Out of all the old characters you've seen in Game of Thrones, he seems middle-aged. No. We've seen old men. He's, Kyburn up, he's is, up there. Okay, fine. He, he uh, Maybe because he just looks withered because he's real thin. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, what was I going to say? You're saying you just, you weren't sure about Kyburn. Right, because I, what, was he just offered like, was it just an offer? Like, if you go and do this, you get to have this castle. Or was it like, if you do this or if you go and you fail... I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't remember. Is that the threat? I don't remember. If his life is on the line, then I could understand him threatening his friends. But I think he also can go into this knowing like, we've had each other's back. I could feasibly go in tell them kind of what why i've been sent here and then they can offer me something better like he's in it for the betterment of himself knowing that they can offer that yeah there's no real threat but they're friends so he could have just walked in there and just been like hey cersei wanted me to kill you i don't want to do that can you do me something else he could have totally done that but i think the stakes weren't high enough for him to be able to do that both these characters are indebted to Braun. Braun has saved both of their lives at the, in, there's an episode in the previous season <clears throat> where Jamie and Braun are sort of with a military group that gets attacked by Daenerys and Jamie is about to die uh, by Daenerys's dragon and Braun saves Jamie's life. This is something that was meaningful because you saw their friendship develop the previous season before that. And for that to just it's 
Caroline, I know you're playing devil's advocate, but you haven't seen, I haven't seen what it. I'm talking so about. That's why I'm saying I don't think that the stakes are high enough because I don't know what the stakes are, bitch. I have no fucking clue what their background is. I'm just saying based off of this one interaction, the only interaction that I've seen, uh... He could just waltz in and be like, bitch, I'm going to kill you. Offer me something better so that I don't. And but then there's no guarantee. Does. Okay, let's let's play that logical route. There's no there's no guarantee that will ever happen. They even say that. They're like, by the way, we could all be fucking dead. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because, okay, cool. If I die, then I'm dead. But if I don't die, then I have this bomb castle. But at this point... You know, Bronn just punched Tyrion square in the face. If they also, do yes, win the... this is when Tyrion gets... Someone finally gets fucking punched in the yes. face in the episode. Thank God there's a little blood. So Tyrion gets his nose broken. Or yes. not his not nose. broken. Nearly broken. Yes. Why would they ever give Bronn anything? Considering that he just straight up threatened to kill them. Look, don't try to poke holes in my logic. I'm poking all the hoes because no. this doesn't make sense. I'm so angry, Caroline. I'm crying. It's probably some serious bullshit. But so is the rest of the show. Uh, Backpedaling when they need to. It's great. Yeah. We love it. The fans love it. We love it. Here's another... Oh, God. Is this episode just going to be me getting angry with the episode? And then me being like, no, it's actually fine. (laughs) We get visual confirmation that both dragons survive. They're in great health. What is happening? I know. I totally thought that one of them was going to be super damaged i i could have or sworn something or like one of them died like did yeah because the green one got its neck chewed it on straight up looked hard. like his head fell off. yeah right we made the high and i even joke. watched the second episode trying to figure that out and it's still unclear i read an article that apparently the zombies dragon's face got ripped off see i did no further research but it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm glad because at the end of this episode, it doesn't matter because the green dragon, it dies. Yeah. It is murdered. Okay. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, back in the battle strategy room, uh, there's a lot of miscommunication, not miscommunication, disagreements over what battle plans they should take next. Take a break or go forward. Daenerys is hellbent on going forward. And they will decide, they, they decide to go attack King's Landing by road, by land, and by sea. So we have a moment with John saying goodbye to everybody, and it really feels like the last time we're seeing some of these people. He's saying goodbye to the wildling, whose name I don't remember. Tormund. Tormund. And then also saying goodbye to Sam and Gilly, who is pregnant, and they're saying if it's a boy, they want to name it John. And then John. How was that like, revealed to John? I don't get it. Like, um, she was just rubbing her belly? Yeah, he like, I think she's like showing, and that maybe she like slyly pulls apart her robes to reveal her growing i thought she was gonna show her baby who was like growing hair or something right yeah i was it wasn't super clear and then i was like oh bitch is pregnant for sure yeah uh and there's like an awkward moment where sam is like explaining uh why he and his wife had sex one night once yeah and then she got pregnant yeah classic sam just being a fucking dork (laughs) um and and then he I've <laughs> I'm so out of the loop. Um, I thought everyone else was leaving and John was staying. <laughs> and then John gets on a horse and leaves. And I was like, wait, where is he going? Oh, wait, he's saying goodbye because he's leaving. Were you not paying attention to the, the battle strategy? Yeah, I, I could not keep track of all because there was a lot of names in places where I was like, wait, where was that? Yeah. Wait, who who's there? Wait, what's going on? And then everything was being discussed and I couldn't keep up. And then all of a sudden John's saying goodbye and I'm like, cool. Tormund is gonna be going somewhere. Sam's gonna be going somewhere. Wait, John is going somewhere and yeah. they're staying. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> also the dire wolf survived. Lost his right. ear. Lost battle, an ear. Right. And I'm kind of, whatever. What what are you gonna say? Who would cut an ear off of a wolf, you <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Who would do that? A zombie. Clear, I mean, a mindless killing machine would. That's does that? I feel like that answers your question. They pretty totally. Succinctly. That's so fucked up. Like they really saved the cat on that one. Where I'm just like, <laughs> how could you? Whoever saved that direwolf, I want them to be on the Iron Throne. You should release a new screenwriting book called Save the Direwolf. Yeah. But just make a note that they shouldn't have cut the ear off. Yeah, because like. 
now whoever cut the ear off, I hope they died super hard. I'm pretty sure they all. I'm, they I'm pretty sure it. they did. Yeah. Um, but now the Stark children, all of them, know Jon Snow's true lineage. And Sansa breaks her rule. Yeah. She what? she was sworn what? to secrecy. She was the one that was hardest to convince. She's like, Well, I can't I can't keep a promise. I can't swear, but if I don't know and it's like, Come on, bitch, just yeah. fucking keep your mouth shut. I mean, this could be a really stupid I mean, I okay, so I I'm conflicted about this because maybe Sansa's being clever and trying to manipulate Tyrion and trying to thwart Daenerys's claim to the throne. Oh, she absolutely is. What's the alternative? She could have so the thing is she learned how to play the game really well from some of the best from uh Littlefinger from Cersei rest in peace yeah she knows how to play the game so i think a much smarter decision based off the advice or the actions of her mentors keep it a secret or use it as a weapon somehow but she completely gave it away for free which is doesn't seem like sansa now I don't know. I feel like she could have been maybe like, I think she kind of played it up because she and Tyrion are having a discussion and then she just keeps looking like she wants to throw up a little bit. And he's like, are you okay? Uh, And then obviously she tells him. But to me, I feel like everybody's just manipulating each other at this point. Okay. Yes. So now Tyrion knows um, and because he is an advisor to the queen, uh, kind of the way that John felt like he had to to keep loyal to his sisters and, and t- tell them the truth, uh, Tyrion then tells Varys what he knows. Um, and Varys is like, well, how many people know this secret? And then Tyrion's like, eight of us. And then Varys is like, well, then it's just information. Yes, I think Varys is articulating my point exactly. This whole sequence of people just sharing this information is antithetical to these great minds. Like Sansa has become a great Game of Thrones political player. Tyrion, so so has Tyrion. And so for them to divulge this information just freely based off the merit of loyalty alone. I think it's just to move the plot. It's just they're like, uh, someone has to find out and then they have to spill the secret because we spent too much time having a drunk celebration. So let's just, I don't know. It just someone, They'll tell someone. Someone will tell someone. Character Smart characters are being really dumb. It's dumb. I'm mad. <laughs> oh, well, get madder because then all of a sudden they're talking about it on the ship and then we are in the sky. We see two dragons Again, we see them again, and then they're flying. And then all of a sudden, the green dragon is just fucking killed hard. This was a genuinely shocking moment. I'm not sure if because it was a jump scare, but it was genuinely shocking no, to I, see. No, I was like, oh, no. Like, I, I had a reaction. Yeah, but it's, again, it's still hard to, like, feel anything because you. Th- I thought this char- this dragon died in the previous episode. Right, I know. I was like, oh, my God, relieved. Like, this dragon's alive. Great, 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 cool. Oh, I'm- no. Oh, fuck. It got shot in the chest. And then the head. Oh, fuck. And then it dove into the ocean and died. Yeah, I muttered to myself just as a serve. I was like, yes. Yeah, because then a I, life has been given. Right. Like, oh my god. Right. I was like relieved, and then I was like, well, short lived. Yeah. Goodbye. Um. So this ultimately culminates in an ambush, which I think I have a theory about. I think there someone may have betrayed, like a Winterfell person, someone in Winterfell that strategy room betrayed. I don't know how they knew really? to be there. I think someone, I think Varys may have betrayed. Someone really smart betrayed. I feel like Varys wouldn't have done it because he didn't know yet. About what? About who the true. I think that's precisely why he did it. I don't think he would have done it if he did know about Jon Snow. I think he was losing faith in Daenerys. We see these like subtle glances from Varys staring at Daenerys. I guess, yeah, because because later when he and Tyrion talk about treason, He's saying, I do what's best. Like, Tyrion's giving him shit because he's served so many different people. Yeah. And then and then Varys is like, but you have to understand that I'm thinking about the people. Yeah. The people, all of the millions of people that have to be thought about. The people that this is affecting. Yeah. So I think, I think Varys may have betrayed Daenerys. I could see that now. And so they all get shipwrecked and Missandei 
gets captured by Cersei. Which I'm so confused because I feel like she's such a side character. How is she a pawn? How is she valuable? How is she useful? What's the point? She's uh, Daenerys' closest friend and advisor. This is one of the most egregious Game of Thrones moments. I think this is so bad. Partially, I mean, the optic, optics of it are so terrible. You Just like what you said, this character has been kind of useless, not really providing much to the narrative. She's hardly been in this season. Yeah. Except to be like, I'm loyal to the Dragon Queen. Like she said that like once each episode. So yes. that she would be on screen and have a line of dialogue. And she gets uh, captured, which if you remember her origins, she was a slave. And she's one of the few people of color on the show and she ends up back in chains and then to see like to run this narrative out she gets beheaded she gets killed i feel like her character is like not cool enough to be beheaded i know they played it for this big dramatic moment which just fell completely flat, and it was so... It was really anticlimactic for me. Yeah, it, 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 it was just... It, what You know that trope, the, the head in the fridge trope? Nope. When you... when you um, uh, I forgot what the term is, but it, you basically are killing off a female character to accentuate or incentivize uh, action from our protagonist. In this instance, it's Grey Worm and Daenerys. Yeah. And it just seems so contrived and so so in your face. Yeah, I feel like we also skipped ahead a lot because a lot happened leading up to her being beheaded, which to me felt like that's why this beheading was not super warranted. Yeah, it was so rushed. I mean, me talking about it in this pace is how I felt about it happened watching the show. Right, yeah. Because, okay, so what happens is there's a shipwreck, Missandei is captured, and then we're in... King's Landing and Cersei then tells what's his name? I don't remember. Uh he's a gray joy guy. Yes. But he's not Theon, obviously, because Theon's dead. Theon's uh, finally now dead. Now he's actually dead. He's not alive. He's dead. Um, but she reveals to him that she's pregnant. Uh she tells him that it's his child. Apparently everyone knows. I that it's Jamie's. I didn't see that part. So like, it might it might. It's unc- there's no birth tests what's right. birth test pregnancy, pregnancy tests paternity? or no paternity, paternity. <laughs> i call them birth tests um sorcery also does this like really diabolical thing where she le- lets in the people of king's landing into the actual walls of the main castle which is um i noticed that in the the opening title sequence we've went through like these villages, which is that like the exterior part of King's Landing, where all the people live, where all the the shops are, all the brothels, mm-hmm. and then we go into King's Landing, which is like the actual castle part. Sure. Cersei let all the people in as an act of selflessness. She's like, "Come in, I will protect you. Come into the castle," but it's really just body armor okay. to de-incentivize I... any attackers from coming because you'll be killing. Literally, innocent people okay i did i guess everybody was talking about like the innocent and i was like where are they like i didn't notice they're they all in. around cersei okay and she did that intentionally got it so then we have Varys uh talking with daenerys about how it would not be useful to fight cersei because of this because of all of the innocent people yeah so did that not make sense to you at all i thought he was talking about like everyone as a whole about how if she went to go fight Cersei, it would just be. You got to say Cersei. I'm not going to do it. You got to say Cersei. I will not do it. It I, sounds like you have, I don't know, like just say it. <laughs> we did these vocal warmups, you guys. But I got a, but I got a good blood, bad blood. Cersei, 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 Cersei. Cersei. Sounds better. <laughs> okay. I thought they were discussing it because it's like all of the people that have fought for you so far. Like, and then just all of the civilians. Like, I thought it was just the great for the greater good of everybody that is, has made it thus far. Yeah. It survived thus far. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I thought that was what they were referring to because, again, I did not know that Cersei allowed all of these civilians 
into the castle walls to protect her. I did not connect the dots. If there was visual, there's a shot of it, and nope. they're talking about it. As I was well. probably like looking at my notebook, writing yeah. something highly illegible. Yeah. Moments later, we're reveal. It's revealed to us that they've captured Missandei. That's how we see her in chains. And then uh, Daenerys has this moment, and I kind of compare her to. Uh, this girl that was on a reality show called Pretty Wild. Her name was Alexis. And she's like... Wait. I don't think anyone's going to know. What is this reality show? Who is Alexis? uh, So Alexis Nyers. uh, People would know this because it went pretty viral. She did an interview (laughs) with... uh, It wasn't Vogue. It was another magazine. Okay. Um, And... She was from like the bling ring, so she like broke into celebrities' houses. Oh, and, and wait, she, was she in the movie The Bling Ring? That was Emma Watson's character was Alexis oh. Nyers. So she she did um, an interview with this woman, this incredible journalist Nancy Jo Sales, uh, who wrote this incredible article. Um, but as she's interviewing Alexis, Alexis is like, I really just think that, you know, one day I could lead a nation. I could really just change people's lives. And I just, as Daenerys is like, I'm queen. I'm queen because I was born into it. I was like, you're fucking Alexis Nyers and you're on loads of fucking heroin right now. Yeah. Because I, Alexis Nyers was doing a lot of fucking drugs. That Yeah. It just, she seemed like a a child like a petulant it was really insane i was like who told you this who told you you were queen besides everyone in your whole fucking life except for Jon snow who told you that you're not queen yeah Uh, i mean varus like talks about it a little bit later just like this is a person who walked through fires she inspired people she uh uh unshackled slaves Mm -hmm. so there's like a bit of like a pick myself up right she she has executed some of this leading a nation that alexis nyer's did not execute. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you're right. What you said earlier, she's in crisis. She's everything that she... Everything is just reeking of desperation yes. and just grasping at any straw that's available. Yeah. So from here, we have Brienne is in bed and she wakes up and Jamie is not there. And and she goes to him and she's like, you can't leave. Uh, you're not like your sister. You're better than her. You're good. And he's like, no, I pretty much have done everything for her. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm a bad person. So I'm going to go be bad with my sis. Yeah, she's, well, she, he's leaving because he found out that uh, Daenerys was ambushed and is connecting the dots that Daenerys is going to wreck, like just wreck shop and kill Cersei. And this, I don't know. What what did you think of this? I have some strong opinions about this as well. Um, I can understand. Uh, no, I don't get it. Actually, I don't get any of it. I thought it, I was like, why? Like, I thought that like he changed. Like, is he going back because he loves his sister? He's going back to save her life, which is insane. <sighs> this is a complete backpedal of some development that happened. Like. In the- the last of the uh, last yeah. season. I, I'm trying to figure out like he abandoned her and has become a better person. That's what I'm saying. Like you've done so much work. Like why why are you relapsing so hard when now you have the opportunity? I don't know. They just need a reason, a a, a plot reason for him to go back, which is completely at odds uh, for the character reason. It's this character super convenient, isn't it? Writers' room. It's super convenient. This is this should have been his end. He had fully formed his arc and he's done he's fallen in love with Brian. he's allowed himself to be vulnerable he fought for good he created redemption in fighting for the starks in winterfell and is deciding to stay in the north for love because that's where he like he hates the north he's always hated it and now to suddenly change his mind to somehow beat daenerys to king's landing to save his sister from a dragon that doesn't make any sense. Also, I'm pretty sure that Cersei's just going to fucking kill him. I bet he's going to kill Cersei. It, it doesn't, none of it matters. It doesn't make sense. I it's just, completely at yeah, all to the I characters. Don't, I don't get it. So then we get down to King's Landing and Daenerys is there with like 20, 20 people. Yeah, Daenerys like, is just a very small group. Yeah. Uh, her dragon is there. Her one, the final dragon. Uh, and then she's there, obviously, with Tyrion and Varys. And Tyrion goes ahead to speak with the old man. Kyburn. Kyburn. He's definitely old, first of all. Okay. Um, 
And and they're kind of they lay down their sort of grounds of of what each side wants. Um, you surrender and release Missandei. You surrender or I kill Missandei. And then Tyrion kind of just bypasses him and goes straight to Cersei and talks to her about everything that she is risking by continuing to fight her fight. Um, and doesn't she? want to protect her child that she will be having because she loves she might not like the people that she is serving or that are living under her rule but she loves her children and so why doesn't she just do it give up and and do it for her child did Tyrion not learn anything the past few episodes Cersei is not to be trusted I don't know man I thought that that was gonna fucking sway her because you thought that was gonna sway her no I totally didn't she got misty and I was like why are you getting misty bitch you're fucking made of stone Tyrion's being so stupid I mean at this point it's kind of like he needs to try something and I do feel like she she does care about being a mom and stuff but at the same time I'm like this bitch doesn't give a shit about anything I don't know yeah. Well, anyway, it doesn't work. And then Missandei is beheaded. And then uh, Daenerys looks like she smelled something terrible and she walks away. <laughs> what? And she smelled something terrible? She gets all scowly. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm mad. Oh, how dare they? Oh, it was my friend. I'm going to yeah. go to my dragon. I mean, I was, I mean, based off the shots we see of how many crossbows and how many soldiers Cersei has compared to Daenerys in that moment. It just seemed easy enough to pluck them off immediately. I know. I was kind of like, you have those massive, like, thick arrows. Those arrows we just saw killed a dragon and destroyed a fleet of ships. Yeah, like, that, it will take one. And even if it just clipped you, you're done for. I don't know why, like, why that wasn't a thing. I mean, maybe the next episode picks off right after that and the dragon's just burning everything. I don't know. But Missandei... R.I.P. I guess yeah. I didn't really know you. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Whew, I'm out of breath. I'm so flustered by this episode. Uh, I think you might not really relate to all my frustrations. I but absolutely do not. It's just it's it's just a complete backpedal, a, a, a an abandon of character development for in service of what is expected to be a bunch of twists and turns that really have no point to them, not necessarily in the scheme of a plot, but in terms of theme. It's basically uh, an exploration of power. But now it's just become this pulpy popcorn thing that is just meaningless. There's no, if there are no stakes for characters when post-apocalyptic stuff happens and then there's no buildup to character decisions and the story is just going into place that just wants to subvert your expectations just for no reason, just to surprise you, that's where we're heading. And it's so disappointing. Yeah, I felt like this episode was a lot of like filler and then like trying to set up the pieces, but I feel like they've had so much time to set up the pieces that I'm like, okay, you're doing a lot of this very last minute, guys. I know. Like, can we get to the good stuff? I want more blood. You'll probably get your blood. It's going to be so much more But it's going to be so meaningless. I mean, was it meaningful at all for you, the episodes episodes leading up to this? No, I mean, none of it is because I don't know any of the backstory for anybody. Got it. So we're both on the same page where nothing really means anything to us. Right. We're on the same page for feeling that way. But I also am just like heinously uninformed. So I'm hoping that I could feel more because of the backstory that you're telling me. But um, because you have now <laughs> relinquished your feelings as well, it's like, oh, cool. So none of it matters. Got it. Check. It really feels that way. It really feels... I mean, there's like little threads being pieced together. Like, what are Varys and Tyrion up to in terms of what are they... Like, what are they going to do for Daenerys or for Jon Snow? What is Arya doing heading towards King's Landing? What is the Hound doing accompanying her? to king's landing what's jamie gonna do when he gets there like they're setting up pieces for something that truly at the end of the day just doesn't mean much because there's no there's no i don't know i just don't get it because the character the character choices don't align with the character development is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying yeah well i am curious i guess to see how it does unfold for 
the rest of the final two episodes of this season. There's only two episodes for them to put all the pieces together and have it all work out. Let's see how it goes. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm in it to the end just to see what happens. You've gone this far. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I want to know uh, how people's allegiances will shift because it does seem like Varys's discussion with Tyrion about serving the people rather than the person um, that may have swayed Tyrion to sort of understanding why Varys uh, has served so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens. Not excited at all. But I'm really looking forward to talking to you and venting about all my epi- all, all my frustrations with these episodes. Honestly, it feels like therapy at this point. It feels like something I need to get off my chest. Uh, therapy is expensive. So doing this podcast with you is... It's mega free. It's mega free. It's the most free. Yeah. Well, um, if you guys are excited, keep checking in with us. We post new recaps uh, the day after the show airs every Monday. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and our host website, Podbean. Um, I'm at Caroline Danger on Instagram and at Caroline is Rad on Twitter. Albert, where are you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Flipping Mex. Yes. And our intro is done by my very good, very talented friend, Russ Haskins. You can find him on Instagram at The Busker is Dead. Um, thanks for checking in and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. If you have any last words, now is the time.